this show is not for the easily offended. So if you are easily offended, go listen to something else. Comic Book Noise. I'm your host, Derek Howard. Comic Book Noise can be found at comicbooknoise.com. It's part of the Delivered Noise Network. For more details, please go to deliverednoise.com. If you'd like to send feedback, you can email me. My email address is Derek, that's D-E-R-E-K, at comicbooknoise.com. Or you can call the audio comment line at 734-331-0772. Um... If you would like to donate to the um, to the cause of the Deliberate Noise Network, please go to comicbooknoise.com on the desktop on the I can't remember right side of the screen. There's an area where you can donate either through. Um, PayPal, Alphonic Minutes, or by becoming a patron. Through Patreon. Alright. Um, and once again, to all the patrons out there, uh, thank you. Thank you very much for helping keep the lights on. Um, <laughs> uh, that's not, uh, it's not me speaking figuratively either. Is any money that I uh, don't have to spend on hosting slash uh, domain renewals? Um, out of my pocket is money that um, I can use to pay bills. What am I saying? Who gives a fuck? Anyway, um, this. No, yesterday. Past few days I've been getting caught up on. Um, my, uh, my, my, my comic books that I get on my pull list. In fact, I think the only title I have left to read is uh, Scooby Apocalypse, and I have like eight issues of those to read, so I won't be getting caught up anytime soon. Well, I won't be talking about it on this episode. Um, other than to say, I am really enjoying that title. Anyway, um, yesterday I read um, the first two issues of uh, Nancy Drew by Dynamite Entertainment. Um, th- it was it was really good. It was uh, sort of what I expected, which is um, you know a, a, a teenage detective. Um, no, I to put that. Um, because I never read any of the um, the Nancy Drew books when I was growing up. I read um, at least one of the Hardy Boys mysteries, but never anything about uh, Nancy Drew. You know, I did see the the TV show when it came out because it was Hardy Boy mysteries, Nancy Drew mysteries. And I'll tell you right now, I really didn't pay that much attention to the Nancy Drew stuff. Um, 
few years ago there was a movie that came out uh, about Nancy Drew. Uh, I watched it. I don't remember much of anything about it. It seemed like a a slightly more serious version of uh, well, actually I'm not going to say that. You ever saw the movie um, The Brady Bunch? The new one with um, Shit, Shelley Long and uh, Gary Cole. Uh, then you know it's like you take the pretty much the '60s versions of the Bradys, but you put them in what was uh, modern day times. You know, at that time, and then you see that this this family who was just like really optimistic and goody two shoes just did not seem. You know, just just seemed out of place in today's society, and that's how Nancy Drew seemed to me. The movie—I mean, I could be remembering it completely wrong because around that time there was a better movie uh, that was a comedy mystery about a bunch of boy detectives. It was called uh, Mystery Team, and it starred uh, Donald Glover, and it was funny. Let me tell you how funny it was. Uh, it's so funny that I actually went out and bought the, uh, the DVD for it. You know, I mean, I, I think the movie's hilarious. Um, and it's it's like that. You take these really naive, hokey, corny-ass characters, but you put them in, like, a real-life murder mystery, you know? <laughs> Stuff like that. Uh, that was one. Anyway, I'm not going to get too much into it, but uh, just to say when I saw that, I, I'm almost positive I saw those two movies around the same time, and one was played up for laughs, and one wasn't, and I actually preferred the one that was played up for laughs, you know, but anyway, so I read the book, and I thought it was going to be more of the same type of stuff, but it wasn't, it was actually reminding more, it reminded me more of the, um, the Archie books, by uh, Mark Wade, where you take this familiar setting and you just pretty much just update it, you know? I mean, that's pretty much all he did, you know? And with uh, Archie, and I can't remember who the writer is, Kelly Thompson, I want to say, but that's what they did with um, with, uh, with Nancy Drew. And uh, unfortunately, because this is a dynamite book, I can already see where they're going to have, they're probably going to do a Party Boys spinoff, because that's what, that's the business model for um, dynamite, it seems. You take um, an idea, usually a licensed property, and then you um, get as many spinoffs as you can from it before you uh, flood the market with the idea and then it just goes away you don't believe me look at what they did with um green hornet anyway so i um and what they did with the bionic man because they had the bionic man then they had the bionic woman they had the bionic man versus the bionic woman and around that time i tapped out because it looked like they were going to do what they usually do but anyway um the story is, uh, in the beginning, oh, shit, how do I put this, because I don't want to spoil shit, but, um, 
Nancy gets called into her old hometown uh, to solve a mystery that may have a connection with uh, her mother. You know, I'm just gonna leave it that. Other than to say that it's really well done. Um, I liked the uh, the presentation of Nancy Drew. She was more like a uh, a young teenage girl version of Sherlock Holmes than anything, but she wasn't obnoxious about it because, you know, Sherlock Holmes, no matter who plays him, he just seems to be, you know, this side of totally insane. You know, if he wasn't out um, solving mysteries, he'd probably be committing a bunch of crimes, you know. That's the always impression I get. Just look at what um just look at the TV shows I do for him. Anyway, um ever since uh Jeremy Brett, I should say, because Jeremy Brett, he had like the idea I thought of as like a gentleman detective. Um but uh uh Cumberbatch, Miller, and um Downey Jr., they all just seem like they're just off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just off. Anyway, so um, I like the book. Um, both of the issues I read ended on cliffhangers, which make sense because it's a um, it's a mystery book. In mysteries on cliffhangers, this is how it goes, you know. Anyway, um, so I read those, and I was I was I was really happy. I was like, hey, you know, this is a good book. Um, this is a good title. When I say book, I mean title. This is a good title. This is something worth reading. You know, um, the only thing I didn't like about it was the paper felt really flimsy. I actually had to count the words. I mean, count the pages, because I don't know if you guys remember uh, Hellshock, which was a, um, a J. Lee book from Image way, way back in the day, and it was a it was a book. It was full price and had 14 pages of story in it. And people just, like, lost their shit about that. So much so that I think that whoever was in charge of uh, Image at that time, maybe Larson, he actually came out with a public apology for it, (laughs) you know? Um, Yeah, and when I felt the Nancy Drew number one, it it felt thin, it felt flimsy. I had to count the pages, and there were were 20 pages of story. but then I just realized it's just the paper. The paper just felt weak, you know? And I'm not one of those people who, you know, fetishizes newsprint or anything. Um, but, you know, I, this, I don't know, this, this, this paper just felt out of place. Um, the second issue didn't feel that way to me. The second issue felt like a normal comic book. But the first one, like I said, it just felt really... Anyway, um, they have like most of their house ads in the back, right? Because I didn't notice any ads for anything that wasn't a house ad, you know. So you have all the, the upcoming um, books, and I was sort of happy, sort of sad um, when I looked in the back because you know there's some pretty good books, there's some interesting books. They were all licensed properties, um, so much so that I don't even remember any of them. 
But one thing I did notice is that they're bringing Project Superheroes, Super, Project Superpowers back again. <sighs> Which was one of those things I was talking about. When they first came out with, uh, who was it, uh, Kruger and Alex Ross, you know, they had the idea for all these um, superheroes were in the public domain and they, and they, Looked like they were going to have their own superhero line based on these characters. It seemed really cool, but then they just flooded the market. Um, you know, because for the most part, they, they kept the, the, the characters the way they were. They had to change some names, of course, because the Golden Age Daredevil now had to become the uh, Death Defying Devil. Um, that's not the biggest one that I can think of. Uh, but they had like Black Terror and Alice and just a bunch of other people. Who, if you are familiar with um, a lot of um, uh, public domain heroes, and you, you know who they are. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, I looked at that and I was like, oh, "Damn it, that's right. This is a <laughs> this is a this is a dynamite book." And as soon as it occurred to me that it was a dynamite book, that's when when I read the second issue, I was like. Okay, where's the spin up? Yeah, the Hardy Boys, what am I thinking of? So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But that's how, that's how Dynamite makes their money. I guess that's how they make their money back on the, um, on the license. It's just like, hey, you like, uh, you like these books? Or you're going to love all of these books starring every fucking um, supporting cast member that they have or every who just appears in the background. They all get a book. Everybody gets a book. Anyway. Um, after that, I read uh, Justice League 4 and 5, I think. 3 and 4. I don't know. I read, I, I read the first issue, and then I'm, like, further along in the story, and I didn't read the other issues. And normally, I would try to go back to find those books, Right? Or at the very least, um, I'm not going to say that, but you know what I mean. Uh, Read the books in alternate methods, right? And for this story, I just don't see it. I realize that Scott Snyder has a lot of fans out there. In fact, some people are listening to that, listening to me say that, and they're just like, yeah, I'm one of them. Yeah, I'm just not. Um, He's, there's just, I don't know. I'm not going to say that he's bad, because he's obviously not bad. He's got a, a following. He's got fans, you know. Um, anybody who actually has fans can't be bad, you know. Um, and he's been working steadily for years now. But I have never read anything by him that made me say, huh, yeah, I want to read the next issue. Nothing. <laughs> or, huh. I'm missing part of the story. I want to go back and read that. Nothing. 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 And maybe it's my own personal shortcomings. Who knows? All I know is that uh, I will be removing Justice League from my pull list. I just... There's there's just something off about this story. Um, and the more I think of it, the more I'm, I realize, yeah, it's, it's me. It's my personal preferences, which... Yeah, that's what preferences are. They personalize shit. But anyway, um, the story. When he tells a story, 
he makes a bunch of assumptions that you know what context these books or these stories are in. And for example, in the first issue that I read, um, which has some beautiful Jim Chung art, by the way. Um, <laughs> one of the first things they started talking about was how the multiverse was dying. And I was like, huh? Okay. I don't know where that came from. Maybe they'll explain it. They never explained it. They just said the multiverse is dying. And they just went on and said, hey, yeah, there you go. Um, it's like, okay. And I just, I don't know. I just, I'm just getting sick of that type of storytelling, you know? You don't have to spoon feed everything, but come on, a little context will be nice sometimes. Um, and there was something else that, that happened in the book, and one of the issues that I read, and I was like, huh? And then once I said, huh, that's when I was like, you know what, I don't, I don't, I don't even really care. I don't even really care, you know? And everybody knows I love Justice League, you know? Um, I love the movie. Um, every time Justice League books come out, I I pick it up. You know, I uh, Justice League Legion. Those are my teams. You know, Teen Titans. Yeah, they used to be, but not so much anymore. Um, I don't know. I just I don't know. There's just something in his storytelling that leaves me flat. I'm not exactly sure what it is. I don't know. Maybe it's just the story itself. Because I'm as I'm reading it, I'm digging the interplay between the characters. You know? Um, I like his dialogue. I just don't care about the story. You know, I don't I don't know what to say. And um it, I don't know, it's it sort of disappoints me because almost everybody I know digs his story, they dug his Batman, they dig every story that he tells, and I, I want to be that way, I want to have some enthusiasm for a creator again, oh, you fucking asshole, and I'm not talking to you, of course, I'm talking to the person driving in front of me, he doesn't know how to fucking make a turn, anyway, um, I want to have that enthusiasm, I want to be able to read a comic book and just sit back when I'm done, like, damn, that was a good comic book, you know, or to have a creator say, okay, I know no matter what is thrown at this person, they're going to come out with a good story, and I'm going to enjoy it, you know, I just, I miss those days, you know, uh, now it's just, for that, I, I read it because it was Justice League, and I read it for the characters, you know, and the, um, Jim Chung artwork, um, but the story itself, it just seemed like it was rushing along, you know, it, it, that's how, that's what it read to me, it read to me like, not like this is the jumping on for new readers, or returning readers, um, but it read like this is the last storyline before the book gets canceled. You know, if you ever read um, Checkmate, you remember Checkmate was really good. Um, Greg Rucka, the writing, just really good. But then they turned the book over to Bruce Jones. And I didn't really have a big problem with what he, what he was doing. 
but you could get a sense of um, finality. You know, it's just like, hey, I want to tell this story. I've got six issues. I'm going to have to rush and everything. Uh, you should have been reading all along in order to understand it. That's the impression I, I'm getting, you know. And if you ever read a title that you've been digging for a while and uh, it's towards the end, then you'll know what I mean. <laughs> you know, and if you don't, pick up something that has been canceled. Just pick up the last trade. If you have never, especially if you've never read any of the others, just pick up the last trade. That's the feeling I get from um, from this Justice League story. And I'm just, I'm just, I just don't care enough to stick around. So after I read that, and I was thoroughly bummed out, um, I didn't feel like reading any more comic books. But um, I found myself in a situation where I had some reading time available. I'll let you read into that, which you will. Um, and so I read uh, The Terrifics, right? Now, I missed a couple of issues, as usual, like I did with Justice League. But when I started reading this one, I wanted more. I wanted to go back and read the ones that I was missing, you know? It was like the anti-Justice League there. It's just like, when I got done, I wanted to read the next issue, you know? Um, I think the DC just... I don't know. <laughs> you know... <laughs> It just seems to me that, like, a lot of things they've been doing for the past six or seven years have just been to, as a big, giant fuck you to Alan Moore. And I don't know why they just don't get past it. You know? Um, especially with the ABC characters, you know? Um, despite which side you want to take on with the, um, with the Watchmen thing... You have to admit that the whole ABC thing was uh, was shady as fuck. I mean, that was some shifty ass shit. He said, I do not want to work for DC. I do not want to work for DC. Jim Lee was like, hey, well, why don't you come work for me at Wildstorm? He's like, all right, have a good working relationship. I worked with you guys in the past. Um, I will work for you. Develop this whole side, this whole line. And then... Jim Lee sells to DC. You know, it's like, oh, what the fuck, man? I remember when I read that, I was like, oh, god damn it. So now, more is done, you know? And I know there's some people who think that he's um, too arrogant, too obnoxious. Who gives a shit? Guy's done more for comics than anybody listening to this has done, you know, and I'm including myself because I can hear my voice. Ah, shit, I can't go that direction. Um, you know, I mean, he's, he's Alan fucking Moore, you know, and I'd like to point out one thing, and I was thinking about this earlier today, right? There are a lot of people who are taking the side of the company because it seems like as comic book fans, that's what we do. We don't give a shit about 
the um, the creators. You know, we care more. Ah, fuck. We care more about the characters than the people who are writing and drawing the stories. You know, um, just remember there are a lot of people who were taking Marvel's side over uh, Jack Kirby. You know, the company over the creator, you know, or DC over, um, over, well, over Alamore, or over, um, Simon and Schuster, Simon and Schuster, Jesus Christ, Schuster and Siegel, oh, you know, over just a bunch of people, if there's, if there's a, a question, people automatically say, oh, yeah, 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 was the company, they didn't know what they were getting into, yeah, okay, but what if the company does some scurvy shit, and they say, well, they should have paid more attention, ah, fuck you, you just want to be a dick. Um, anyway, so I like the story of the Terrifics. Um, they give you more context. Okay. There's this one thing that binds the team together. Okay. I'm not going to tell you because if you read any issue, they will tell what that is. Okay. It's not out of a sense of duty. It's not a sense of paycheck. It's to save lives to save their lives and they tell you why each and every one they give you some context and there's other so one thing that's really cool that i noticed that they're doing at least in these issues i don't know how to, if they're going to be doing this going forward but there are four characters in the um on the team right there's mr terrific phantom girl plastic man and metamorpho in this issue they had each of them in their own Storyline, so they were each in their own panel, and then they went to the next page, and it was four panels, each in one panel. And then when they had two in the same panel, they had you know two in the same storyline where in across from each other, they had in one panel, and I just thought that was so fucking cool. I really, I thought that was, I, I, was, I looked at it and I was like, yeah, that that's the way you do it. You play your guitar, MTV. I thought that was just so cool. I love the way they did that. Um, and then when they got to the end of the story, they brought up uh, Tom Strong again, who was um, one of Alan Moore's creations. And that's when I thought, oh, why are you just leaving it alone? You know, do you really need to bring that particular character back? I mean, out of everybody DC already owned, did they have to do that? But apparently they did. Anyway, but um, I like the way that they have done the um, the terrific so far. I like the, the team they put together. Only thing I do not necessarily like is Plastic Man's new costume. It's black and white, and he's Plastic Man. It should be red and yellow and black and just really obnoxious. But it's not. Anyway, um, what else did I read? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, the terrific. And after that, I uh, have a big old pile of uh, Scooby Apocalypse to read. But that is for another episode because right now I am done making a lot of noise. A lot of comic book noise. Take it easy.
Bubble Wagon Team.